Right side, there it is! Plus 3,000! The third Tiger to ever do it! You know, I was really hoping that it would be a home run. His 1,000th and 2,000th hits were actually home runs, so really? there was a decent I think chance. his first career hit was a home run, too. Interesting. It yeah, was no, with the Marlins. They were talking about that. They were. They said that there was a pretty unique chance that it could have been a home run. It wasn't. It was just a little line drive, but nonetheless, 3,000. 1,000, 2,000, and 3,000 is a home run. That would be cool. He, be I bet he'd be the only player to do that. He's probably the only one to do it on 1,000 and 2,000. I think there was maybe two people that did that. Or there was one player that did that. Dude, on one 1,000, two. 2,000, and 3,000? Yeah. I don't know who it was. But Jeter's 3,000th, I think, was a home run. I think he was one of them. Jeter. Really? Yeah. Mm. Kind of insane. Might be worth a Google, but. I, I can check in a um, second. Yeah, dude. He's like Cabrera's one of the best hitters of all time. I thought it was cool that the first person to really greet or uh, like, congratulate him was Iglesias yeah. at first base, former Tiger. Like, prob- probably top five for sure. Oh, man, just an absolute sensational yeah, moment for, for him. Hit for average and power. And it was in Detroit. Triple like crown home, winner. Home game, triple crown winner. Unbelievable. His mom's there, his family's there. Is that his wife with the longer hair? Which one? Oh, that looks like his wife. Yeah, that that one, that's what I'm saying. No, is I think that's daughter? probably his daughter. Wow. What a beautiful Great moment. Welcome to Bad Sports. <laughs> he took the ball and threw it in the crowd. <laughs> Wait, I, well, uh, no, he would keep that, right? Oh, no, it's... It, going on. It's going it on might go to... It will probably go to Cooper's Town. Yeah. Cooper's Town. I was going to say Coopersville, but... Again. I won't go to that white trash place. <laughs> Welcome. Thank shout you out for, Coopersville. My shout out to Coopersville. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Bad Sports. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. That's weird. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to our 27th episode. We have a lot in store for you, but first, how's it going? How you doing? Good, man. Yeah, did you have yep. a good weekend? Yeah, I went golfing yesterday. It nice. was uh, quite the experience. Before you go, I actually went to the driving range with my mom. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, it was fun. I'm terrible at golf. It was a very... At one point, I hit a ball. I was testing out my driver. I got. I have my dad's old clubs, and my stepdad re-gripped them for me. And I had my driver, and I shanked the ball, and the ball hit my basket full of golf Dang. balls and it knocked them over. Dang. That's how I looked. I was, I, I saw your photos and I was like, who's that pretty young lady with, with Grundy? That's my mom. I was like, that can't be his mother. Yep. She was actually doing, she was teaching me how you, to. You got good genetics. Thanks, man. It was a good day. It was a beautiful spring day out. It was like 80. Dude, it was so nice. It was really nice. I was, so you were at Maple. Right? Maple think, Hill? Yeah. Yep. That place is fun. I always like to aim for that submarine that's out there. Because mm-hmm. I saw the little submarine in the in the picture. Yeah. It's fun when you hit it because it goes, boom. And they got, like, boats out there and some trampolines. Mm-hmm. I almost hit the boat a few times. I almost hit the boat. Yeah. It's fun to try to put them in the boat. I know. I saw. I kind of like that they have that. Those weird aiming objects out there, I kind of like that. Yeah. 
So how was your day golfing, man? You were telling me about it. Good a man. Bit. I actually drank pretty heavily. Well, that's you know, but if, um, I don't think you're doing it right if you're not drinking. And so we go there, and we find out that there's no carts. We're like, great, we can just use push push carts. There's none of those left. So, but there, you didn't have a golf cart because too wet. they were nobody just, had golf carts. Oh, there were a lot of places around wet. here that were saying no golf carts. I'm gonna explain. Okay, go ahead. So we're waiting. We go inside. I buy a new golf glove because I can't find mine. Look in my bag, instantly find my old golf glove. Oh shit! But I'm like, whatever. My old yeah. one had holes in it, so I got this nice Bridgestone one now. <laughs> and uh, so as we walk back out to grab our stuff, two guys are coming off, and they say, "Hey, you can use our carts." We're like, "Sweet!" And they go, "Stay off of the West 18. If you, we'd rather play the. You should play the East instead of the West because the West is pretty flooded." And keep in mind, this one of those guys had no shoes on when he came back. Barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. Oh, shit. And so we're playing, and we see that it's wet, obviously, um, where there's... So there's just a creek that goes around, of course. It's it's basically kind of like a little river now, or like a deep, mm. like deep waist-high. What would be knee-deep is now waist-high. Mm. Okay. And uh, so the greens are a little squishy, which is fine. But then we get to, like... I think between hole five and six, and it's like underwater. The the path, the cart path is like underwater. You see like the top of the bridge, and you're like, shit. You can see the railings of the bridge. So we tuck our towels in our bags, and I'm like, I'm taking my shoes off. Take your shoes and socks off. We were wearing shorts, because like I said, it's 81 degrees. It was pretty hot. And we're walking, and the water was probably like 45. Oh, I and we were, we were in the water for probably like a minute. And you get out, and then you're instantly just walking through grass. So then you have to spend five minutes drying your feet off. And we played 18, and basically the last three holes, we were just fucking around because I was pretty drunk. And I was barefoot at that point because it just felt nice. Yeah. Um, and I have a pretty cool video of me taking a slow-mo shot in ankle-deep water because I landed in ankle-deep water. And I was like, I'm going to play it. I got out. I hit it maybe about 15 yards. You hit it, though. Damn, yeah. I have a hard time just hitting it on land, <laughs> <laughs> let alone in fucking water. So you uh, you, teed, you just teed up with that teed up. Like, you just you found your ball underwater. Basically, the ball that was, like, my, my I was probably up to, like, my ankles. How did you get? Uh, but my ball was probably, it was probably, like, a half inch deeper than my ball. So it was a deep little puddle. Okay. Now, how deep was the water that you were treading through? Up to your ankles. Okay. It would have been over your shoes. So you had to carry your... No, you didn't have to carry it. Oh. It doesn't matter if the bottom of your bag gets wet. Hmm. Hey, man, well, at least you had fun. That's all that matters. Yeah. It, I don't know if I... For the first time out, I shot a 91. Wait, what? First time out this year, drinking pretty hard whiskey and White Claws and... Sure. Oh, I actually found two White Claws and two Modellos in my bag. There you go. That's a bonus. I was like, dang. And it's been on my porch all winter, so they got to be fucking still fresh, right? Yeah. They were. Uh, uh, yeah, so 45 on the front, 46 on the back. Nice. How does that compare to your average usually? Yeah, a few over. Oh, that's on not a, bad. On a good day. That's why I'm saying I w it wasn't bad because I'll shoot high 80s, 90. 
Nice. Yeah, it was a beautiful day where we're at. We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We've been. It's been raining a lot. It actually fucking snowed last weekend, and it just out of nowhere, boom, low 80s, sunny, a little windy. It was good though. I I was I spent all day outside with my friends, just hanging out, playing cornhole, drinking, eating. It was fun. The cool place about where we the cool thing about where we went, it's called Gracewell, is the back part kind of looks like Louisiana Bayou, like those willow trees. Oh yeah, yeah. And everything's like all like kind of marshy around you, so when it's hot and sunny, I kind of felt like I was in Red Dead Redemption, Mm. like walking through Lemoyne. Lemoyne County and yeah, I don't know. Have you played that? No, I haven't. Oh God, it's the greatest game ever made. Yeah, I plan on playing it. I've just uh, you know, I for some reason I kind of uh, it's funny you mentioned Red Dead. I recently kind of hooked up my PS3. I have to clean the disc reader on it, but don't just don't just throw it in the trash. No, what I'm a. I like keeping those around, especially my PS3. I actually use it for I still have the a 360. Player. I don't have. I have all these movies. How the heck am I gonna play them if I don't have anything? What was that noise? I don't know. Uh, um, so I, still- I was playing GTA 4 recently. I was trying. I haven't beaten it, so I want to beat really? it. Really? I beat it like twice. Uh, I plan on beating it, and then I've never played GTA 5 or Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Dead uh, Redemption. So I, I plan on getting to them eventually. I recently replayed, bought the San Andreas remaster. Nice. That's a fun game. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was groundbreaking for its time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well... Let's jump in it, folks. We have a doozy for you, but let's start off with our sports quote of the week. Uh, Take it away, Charles Barkley. (laughs) And then hit him with the chemological. You can't bang, bang, and go through or get it inside reverse. This is Shaq talking. You have to get a small guy. Well, the only way a small guy can guard a guy like yourself or, or Joker is to take their legs away. So you're smaller, you're taking their base. So they're but, leaning in. But, yeah, but that, that's, that, that's, not, that's, not Dray, that's not what that's Draymond's right. doing. Draymond is bracing. Yeah. Yeah, Draymond and, is jo- bracing. and Joker, instead of going around him, he's just banging and banging and banging. When a guy's banging you, you don't you spin off of him. That was the worst defenders to play against, actually. Because if you can feel their body, uh, come on. <laughs> 18 <laughs> points for Joker, only nugget. In double. Oh, well, that guy is banging you. <laughs> who's, it? who's this guy next to him? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know his name. The guy, the commentator next to uh, Charles is just like he lost. He lost it. Like he just he's cheesing hardcore, and then Charles is just like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. And then Shaq's just kind of like, man, what the fuck are you saying right now? <laughs> Shaq wanna, was laughing pretty hard. He was laughing. That's what's that. When a guy is banging you. Well, Shaq said some questionable stuff too, though. He it sounded pretty questionable. Shaq, just start it over. He said bang Shaq's a little too. questionable. You hit him with the chemological You can't bang, bang, and go through or get it inside reverse. Bang, reverse, bang, and, and get it. It's a big game. Well, the only oh, way a small guy can guard a guy like yourself or, or Joker is 
to take their legs away. So you're smaller, you're taking their base. So <laughs> that's not what that's Draymond's what doing. Draymond is bracing. Yeah. And, jo bracing. and Joker, instead of going around him, he's just banging and banging and banging. <laughs> when a guy's banging you, <laughs> you don't you spin off of him. That was the worst defenders to play against, actually. Because if you can feel their body, uh, uh, come on. 18 points you, for Joker, only Nugget. Do you know what this Joker. reminds me of? Uh, Did, real quick, I'm sorry, but the guy in the bow tie, the white dude in the bow tie, he's not laughing at all. He's just like keeping it professional. But. I forget his name, but they, they did, this is the same crew that does uh, the 2K, like the 2K halftime oh, shows. Interesting, okay. Yeah. You know, you know what this reminds me of? Have you What's ever that? seen the guy, I will beat your dick into the ground? <laughs> no. Imagine living on the street and just watching this from your window. I should live next to a bar and I'd see shit like this all the time. I will beat your dick, and he's like, mm. <laughs> I will beat your dick in the ground. Gay, isn't it? <laughs> I will beat your dick. Mm, shit, he's right, man. I might be gay for he that. He just said it wasn't gonna go viral. I he... might be gay for that. <laughs> oh, it's going viral now, dude. I mean, you cunt. <laughs> he was going. He was doing well. He had some good banter going. Get out of the car, little lady. I, I will love that. Beat your <laughs> Beat your he dick into the ground. Very animated. That was he's he's actually kind of he's funny. Like he looks like Carrot Top. He could play an uh, angry person in a movie. Get out of the car, little lady. I could. He's, that was. We really, could get some sound bites out of that. I might. I was thinking that I will beat your dick into I the will, ground. It's a bit gay, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good one too. So and then even after he said gay, he said it again. He's like, I will beat your dick. Oh shit. Like, he was like, damn, that is kind of gay. But, okay, I want to... Charles is going to get roasted to the end of time for this. For a I, while. Dude, I, I, I got to say, I... I don't... I want to take it easy on him. Like, I, I know what he's fucking... <laughs> I, I mean, know he's just trying uh, to talk about basketball. Me. And uh, the wordplay did not go in his favor. Yes. Yeah, banging means all types of different things. It really things. does. And banging, it could be like... Yo, this this meatloaf is banging, or there's the physical act of banging. The poor guy was just trying to describe a specific moment in basketball against a formidable opponent. 
And god damn it, it just came out a little gay. <laughs> I mean it <laughs> Moving on. We'll jump right into basketball actually. <clears throat> the playoffs are going on right now. But let's go back to uh Thursday night where we left off. Just catch up real quick. The Grizzlies defeated the Timberwolves, one oh four to ninety five. I believe the Timberwolves like they had a twenty point lead that they gave up. Memphis came back and fucking won. Mavericks defeated the Jazz, one twenty six, one eighteen. Warriors defeated the Nuggets, one eighteen to one thirteen. On the Friday, you got uh the Hawks came back and beat the Heat one eleven to one ten. And I that was a surprise. When, uh I think that's been uh yeah, right here. Trey Young hit a game winner floater over the I think Jimmy Butler. Check this out. <laughs> it's a floater. With with uh, 4.4 seconds left, Trey Young hits the layup, the floater, whatever you want to call it. God damn it! What the Sorry. Fuck are you playing? Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Trey Young. Uh, I don't, it's just, he's just not the kind of uh, player I find myself rooting for. I think he's a little cocky, but at the same time, I, uh, I get it, but they're really, uh, they're overlooked. They're kind of the underdog. He's playing feisty. He's really good. I'll give it to him. I don't knock his skill at all. Very talented. Just don't really ever find Seems myself supporting him. Too. He's very clutch. He's got, quite the reputation of uh, silencing you know, arenas. When I don't really like a when I think I don't sorry. When I think I don't like a player, sometimes I watch post game interviews to see like yeah. how they talk. And then I'm like, oh you know what I do like that guy. I guess I haven't done that with Trey Young. Maybe he's a, like he could be a really cool yeah, fucking man. dude. You never know. It's weird. Uh, I always think like he looks like he's been in the league a, a while just <clears> because I think he I think he looks older than he is and I find out mm-hmm. he's like twenty four. Yeah. I'm like Jesus he put up 24 points that game. Jimmy Butler put up 20. The Bucks, be, excuse me, defeated the Bulls 111 to 81. The Suns came back and defeated the Pelicans 114 to 111. On the last night, Saturday, a lot of crazy games. The Raptors came back and defeated the 76ers 110 to 102. They brought the series to three to one now. Which these are some pretty close games. They have been getting really close, actually. You got three points, one point, eight, or the fuck? eight points. What the fuck are you playing? I just came up. So, I actually think with the Raptors winning this game, that was they, the Sixers could have took the series. They could have won it with the win and advanced, but now it's 3-1. I almost think the Raptors, I want to, I, I think they could make a push. I don't know. The 76ers are kind of a vulnerable team. They're looking strong, obviously, but they're kind of notorious for you know losing the lead, losing series. They all it, may, it reminds me of like when Kawhi Leonard defeated them when he played for the Raptors. They kind of have like this trauma. I feel mm-hmm. like playing Toronto, even if he's not there, it's just like oh, can they get past this uh, this threshold? Moving on, uh, I remember. Uh, 
Joel Embiid has a cry face, but it didn't catch on like Jordan's. It was <laughs> no. when they lost that game. Yeah, and, and he was like, not it's, but it looked like one of those cries where you like can't breathe, where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was really fucking. Was... Holy shit! Sorry, ads. Uh, actually, back to that Raptors game. A uh, Pasco, I don't know how to say his last name. Siakam. 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 Pasco Siakam put up Siakam. 34 points. He kind of carried the Raptors. Uh, James Harden put up 22 for the Sixers. Yeah, dude, I don't think Siakam gets talked about enough. No, that was actually a really impressive performance by him. Eight rebounds, five assists. Uh, James Harden looks like he might be paying off for the 76ers. Dude, maybe that's a possible home for him. Maybe he stays there for a while. I don't know, man. I think he's kind of a journey guy. You think the Nets are missing him at all? Have, mm, I mean, they, they, they never... He doesn't seem like it. they wanted him to be more of a team player, yeah, which that's not really how he is, and that's why I think he'll never. I don't know. Oh, it's raining. It's raining outside. Oh, that's shit. what that is. Yeah. Sorry, I heard uh, that. Keep background. talking. I'll yeah. Take care of it. Um, yeah, I feel like. Pascal's, yeah. No, I was talking about Harden. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how he, you know, it's really a, it's a hardcore team game. And I feel like if you want to be that only guy, it's going to be tough for you to fit in anywhere. Uh, and I think, who was he with uh, the Rockets? I think he was yes, at his West best Rockets. with the Rockets where he was the only guy. And no, he was look at the, the, the Rockets now. The they're Rockets. just their last place. They're yeah. fucking terrible. They do have a good – I like Jalen Green. He's going to be – if they can make him happy, he'll be a great staple there. But, man, it just shows that, like, Westbrook and Harden were kind of the heart and soul of the Rockets. But go back Dude, to... Dude, that's the Thunder. No, who... Do, Westbrook and James Harden played for the Rockets together. Westbrook, James Harden... They played for the Thunder, too, but they played for the... They played for the Rockets, dude. Look it up. But I was going to reference... Sorry. I was sorry. going to reference when he did break onto the scene playing for the Thunder with... Uh, <clears throat> didn't they have fucking... They Kevin Durant, Westbrook, I want to say Paul George at one point. Um, it made me wonder, like, man, if James Harden was more of a team player, that team could have thrived more. But he's, uh, I guess he just doesn't fit in those teams. He kind of needs to oh, yeah, you're right. be my the bad. star of the show. It was only for one year, though. Yeah, it was just one That's year. That's my bad. I forget he played for the Wizards as well. Westbrook? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was a small stint. Didn't last long. Uh, the Celtics, they're playing the Nets right now. They're looking to finish them off. They played last... Uh, this is... Uh, are they playing right now? They played Saturday night. They won 109 to 103. The Nets are down 3-0 in the series, looking like they're about to get eliminated. Get Chase, shit on! Jason Tatum put up uh, 39 points. That guy is on fire. Celtics looking really strong right now. I mean, the Nets... I don't think they're a pushover, but... Kevin Durant's not playing very well. No, yeah, they he struggled just the second game in a row. And the Timberwolves defeated the Grizzlies 119 to 118. One point difference. Really close games right here. Especially uh, the Mavericks and the Jazz. Jazz came up on top 199. Another one point game. That series is tied 2 2, just like the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Tied 2 2. Those man, these two series are just absolutely exciting. The Mavericks and the Jazz blew that huge lead. 
twice in a game. A 20-point lead, I think, they blew in, and then a 25-point Timberwolves lead. did that as well. Yeah. I, it's very close. I think this is probably, even though it's the first round of the playoffs, this is such a good series. This is, like, prime basketball. You got two young teams led by Ja Morant with the Grizzlies, who's potentially going to be, like, the future face of the NBA. I mean, he's a rising star. And then you got Carl Anthony Towns leading the Wolves. He put up 33 points. Uh, Anthony uh, Edwards, a young star. And then you got uh, another player for the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain. This guy is just really shining in the playoffs. He's from TCU. He he, uh, he had a great game against the Timberwolves as well. Where's TCU at? Texas. Texas mm. Christian University. Oh, okay. He put up 34 points. You know what? I think people like John Moran, this is... What I love about sports is, like, John Moran, when you have someone like him, what that does is just it literally makes your team better. You start to see other players training with them, learning their habits, and then they start getting better, and then they start pushing each other. Desmond Bain is another name that's rising up. It's awesome to see. I, I'm rooting for both these teams. I, I can't yeah, be disappointed. It's... It's tough to predict who's going to win that one. I don't know. I want to say the Grizzlies, but the Timberwolves, they could uh, they could shock them. And right now, what's going on? I think, uh, oh, excuse me. No, the um, the Celtics are not playing today. The Bucks and the Bulls are playing right now. Bucks are leading 65-54. And that's all we got for the NBA. What other stories? Um, oh, and... Uh, Toronto Raptors' very own Scotty Barnes wins Rookie of the Year over Cleveland's Evan Mobley. See, the fact that Cade Cunningham took third in voting yeah, just shows that Detroit versus everybody is real. Do you not think uh, Barnes deserved it? That's not what I'm saying. Well, if you're Mm. implying that it's Detroit versus everybody, doesn't that mean... You think that Kate Cunningham was uh, robbed of the award? You know what? Yeah, I am saying that. That's all I'm asking. Just confirm it. Damn. That is what I'm saying. I, I think Kate Cunningham had a f- phenomenal rookie year, and it also kind of makes me wonder how, like, his, I guess. His, I the, like I said, if, or, I mean, like I said, I haven't said this yet, but <laughs> his stats in March were the best rookie stats since Michael Jordan. Yeah. And if you throw Michael Jordan in there at all, you should automatically be rookie of the year. I, I think if any rookie sets a record or a stat that compares directly with Michael Jordan, I mean, what I was going to say is what else does Cade have to fucking do? Like, how Probably good? be on a better team. Yeah, that's, I mean. At least a team that makes that's, the playoffs. Scotty Barnes is on the Raptors. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. In fact, here's a video of one of their practices for the playoffs when they receive the news. Yo, Scotty! Scotty Barnes, what's up, man? It's Vince Carter here. Hey, I know you're busy and locked in for the game. I get it. But I just want to say I've truly enjoyed watching you play this year. Dude, got a goofy smile. I was a rookie, and I was able to win the 1998 Rookie of the Year Award trophy. Oh. Great memories, man. Great memories. I want to give you some quick Raptors history, if I could, since we're on the subject. Did you know it's only been three Raptors players in franchise history to win this award? David Stoudemire, me, and a six foot seven rookie from West Palm Beach, Florida, my fellow Florida boy, Scott 
That's pretty cool. That's where the team practices, that gym? Looks like it. Almost looks like a high school gym. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it doesn't look that impressive. I mean, it's just. It's not that impressive. I'm sure the facility's nice. So, yeah. I bet they got like free like smoothies and. Because you know, they always just have stocked stuff. Like, that's what I want. I want to work someplace where there's just always stocked snacks. Like, even if you're (laughs) the receptionist there, you probably can go back to the snack shack and grab like some (laughs) naked protein shakes or a box of like peanut butter Ritz crackers or Triscuits with some cream cheese and an olive on them. Have you had that? Yeah, dude. With cream cheese and a green olive on it? Yes. Dude, is it not good? It's great. It's pretty good. I mm-hmm. like olives. It's very olive good. Crackers and cream cheese. That reminds me of the Moneyball scene where uh, that one player they signed oh, yeah. goes to the locker room and he's like going to the vending machine to get his like traditional drink that he it's always like has. It's like a Pepsi or something. It yeah, a Pepsi it's machine. like his like routine. He likes to drink a Pepsi before games and he goes, what the fuck is this? And he looks at a player he goes, what? I, 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 it's not free. And he's like, no, the yeah. GM likes to keep well, the money on the field. Welcome to Oakland. Yeah, dude. I'm just like, damn, they really do care about their drinks. And their Oakland has some snakes. struggles right now. Oh, yeah, they do. Only when getting about 3,000 people Wait, to attend their games. Oh, yeah, that's Their right. average fan attendance here is like 3,000. And a lot of people think that. Well. I saw a post saying that athletic fans are just boycotting. Yeah. 20 years of an owner who doesn't invest anything into the team. Damn, we might have to, let's look into that in the later episodes. To be continued. Yes, and that is all we have for the NBA. Stay tuned for our next segment. We're going to talk about baseball. You're listening to Bad Sports. Don't go anywhere. talk about the major league baseball but first you have a story on roki you have an update on our japanese phenom yes man his uh perfect inning streak came to an end which was an of it's inevitable yeah after throwing a perfect game on april 10th which was the first japanese baseball in 28 years and eight perfect innings April 17th, before being pulled after 102 pitches, Sasaki gave up a hit on his first pitch Sunday against the Oryx Buffaloes. Damn. Shuhei Fukuda hit Saki's first pitch, which ended a 52 batters retired, which ended a streak of 52 batters retired. Sasaki retired 27 in the perfect game, 24 in the eight inning outing, and the last batter he faced prior to the perfect game, which I was, I mean, they pulled him out of a perfect game. Yeah. Which we've seen. In the MLB this year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. With Kershaw. Uh, so through the uh, in the perfect game in the eight innings of perfection, he's had 33 strikeouts against 51 batters, wow. uh, a 100 mile per hour fastball, and a fucking wicked splitter. Every time I see the word wicked, it just makes me. That's wicked. how I feel like I have to say it. Wicked. A fucking wicked splitter. That's keeping batters off balance. He worked five innings Sunday in the. Chiba's 6-3 win and was credited with the victory. He allowed two earned runs, walked three, hit two batters, and gave up six hits with four strikeouts. 
Wow, what a bust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, reports say he's unlikely to be posted for the MLB clubs. Uh, he needs to really? spend enough time in Japanese baseball before he's okay. able for eligible for free agency. He also just learned this, grew up in northeastern Japan, uh, and his father was killed in the 2011 earthquake, tsunami, and subsequent meltdown of three nuclear reactors. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, whatever he decides to do, whether it's to stay in Japan and play baseball or to eventually, I think he could become a worthy player to join the MLB. Either way, uh, I support him. Yeah, I'd he'll be love there one to day. see what he does in his career. I think I'll I will continue to follow him even if he does stay in Japan. This kid sounds like he's going to be an absolute legend in the sport of baseball. I mean, he's only 20 years old. He is definitely someone to follow in the years to come. Come to America and make that real money. Oh, if he wants to, it's going to be there. Instead you know of spending that, those Monopoly bucks over there on... I bet you... I mean, they say that he's unlikely to be posted for MLB. Just for clubs, a little bit. You know... Just, he just needs to spend... He's got to pay his dues in Japan, Japanese sure. ball. And you know damn well some scout in the MLB. Like, there are... He does just about scouts every, now. Everybody knows about him. At, well, they, I know. I'm just saying, like, they're watching... They've, uh, the MLB's been watching him since high school. Probably, okay. Since that he was, sense. like, before he was 18 years old. Because he signed with this team gotcha. when he was 18. Okay. Moving on to our first clip we played, Miggy, he, we just want to touch up on it again. He joins the 3,000 Hit Club, as you heard earlier. That also came during their 13-0 win against the Rockies. And game one of a doubleheader, which... 13 nothing. Yeah, they really... It's shit on! They Jesus. went off. And then, you know what? They So they had a, their game on Friday postponed, so they played a doubleheader yesterday. They lost their fucking second game, 3-2. to two. Like, uh, that well, just you pisses know, me That's off, like man. a pitching battle. That's, those pitching. are kind of fun to watch. 13 is not that fun to watch unless you're obviously a Tigers fan. Yeah. How did he do the Cabrera do that game? You know, obviously he got one hit. Was that his first at bat? I don't know. Hmm. I didn't check it. Seventh player in Major League history with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. That's incredible. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Rafael, Palmiero, Albert Pujols, and A-Rod. Mm. Yeah, you don't like A-Rod? They are currently playing right now, and the Tigers are down 1-5. to five. It's top of the fifth right now. God, I hope they come back. Yeah, so this is – I'm just looking up some, like, accolades – he led Major League Baseball in batting average four times, and he hit over 320 for five years straight. Damn. Very impressive. Let's see. Uh, 2012 AL MVP went 330. 330 average, uh, 393, 606, I think. So when he got intentionally walked, when he could have went four for four, yeah. they asked if he was angry, and he was like, no, my on-base percentage went up, so... I mean, no. I expected nothing less. First triple crown in 40, response. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. First triple crown in 45 years. Yep. That was huge. Uh, he, he's also 39 years old, and he's from Venezuela. Yeah, seven silver sluggers. So, because he's He has won a World Series as well. He has? With the Marlins in 2003. Oh, shit. Okay, he's got it all, yeah. basically. He's a, a future Hall of Famer. Hands oh, definitely, dude. First ballot. Yeah. He's one of the top, He's, I think, for average power and like production, he's top five of all time. 
Yeah. There was two, Pretty three years in a row where he was the best hitter in the world. Mm-hmm. Now the question is that you and I were discussing earlier. When do you think he's going to wrap it up, hang it up? He's getting up there in age, almost 40. He could keep playing. Well, we have him, I think, till 2024. Oh. I think he'll I, I don't see why. I mean, he's being productive this year. He's doing well this year, I think. He's made, and when I say he's doing well, he's been, he's getting hits still. He's well, I mean, making he's, progress, and he's still coming up clutch in pretty big situations, man. Like, he's made some big plays for certain wins. I, I think, know before the series in Colorado, he was batting like 330. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you're only 12 games in, so. Also, I guess another thing I'm trying to point out is he's not our worst player. It's not like he's stinking up the bench, man. It's not like it's a painful sight, which I hope it never gets to be, where you kind of see that trend where I call it like the Drew Brees effect, where you see this once great legend just kind of, uh, it's like an old dog that you got to eventually put down, and you're like, oh, man. See Drew Brees throwing a bunch of interceptions and not being able to perform like he used to. We're not seeing that with Mickey. He's still getting on base. He's still ha- he has a great eye on the ball. The guy is fucking is a valuable player still, even at thirty nine. So dude, I think he'll play for a while. And they have reels of him with like fan interactions, and all his teammates say like he's the nicest guy and like best teammate. Yeah, he's uh, very he's humble. Getting very- a lot of congratulations from former teammates and. MLB superstars like Dontrell Willis played with him on the Marlins and then again on the Tigers yeah I think he's going to be around for a while on to our next story the Cincinnati Reds lose to the Cardinals 5-0 extending their 11 game losing streak oof it's horrid get shit on god damn it Cincinnati they're all you know they also, they're the same team that got mad at um, that Padres batter that slid into their catcher that when we watched it and reacted, we were like, that's not that it's bad. Not that, not I that think bad. they're just fucking bitter you, as fuck and pissed off give. right now. They're just mad at the world because they're losing yeah. nonstop. Also, fun fact, they're, um, I think they're like 2-13. and 13. They're only two wins. <laughs> that's... Came against, ironically, came against the Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champs. The only wins they have are against the defending World Series champs. Of course, that's baseball. And recently, yesterday, the Yankees defeated the Cleveland Guardians 5-4. to four. What Yankees, do they guard? The stadium. The stadium. Progressive field. <laughs> yeah. Guards. They uh, lost to the Yankees, and but the Yankees fans, showing that they're the... Classiest fans in the world once again throwing debris and trash at the right fielder Oscar Mercado, and they also hit an umpire. I think. Uh, What'd they hit him with? You know what? I wonder if the Buffalo tradition of throwing. Why does? Why, I figured if anybody's gonna throw a dildo on the field, it would be Yankees fans. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, and it's somehow Buffalo. the Yankees sell out every fucking game. Oh yeah, even if they're, it doesn't matter. Just, for- I don't understand why you're throwing shit. I don't know. That's kind of what Mexico does in soccer. They've been banned from the stadium. This is what you're I, showing? No, I'll sh- no, I just pull it up in a sec. I just, oh, sorry. I just have it up because it's coming up. Uh, yeah, Yankees fans, I'm sh- with, the, with technology and cameras, I'm sure they're going to find those fans and ban them from the stadium because guess what? That's kind of what happens it. when you... Uh, dude, they do that all the time. They ban really? people. Yeah. 
all the time. But how are they going to know when you, you buy a ticket and you just walk in the stadium? How are they going to know it's... You're going to have to... They, they might, can't just they, facially scan you. I, I just know that they have lists of people just, that you can be banned from a stadium. They... Well, what know. if a friend gives you a ticket and you just go with them? They don't have, like, facial recognition they cameras might, at every entrance. They might have a picture of people that are banned. Dude, it's, it's, there's a not, like, a that, wall of shame. I don't know. Well, I know that some stadiums do ban people for life, especially if you streak. Like, there's so many people that have streaked in stadiums. That, like, dude, there's no way they're letting those people back in. Absolutely not. Yeah, but I just also don't think they handle 40,000 people at a time. I don't think there's any way they can spot I, them. I don't know either. I'll have to look into it, but... I'm just saying, if you strike a professional athlete with like a heavy beer can and possibly injure them, I mean, dude, they could find you and sue. They could probably what they could do is just find you, and then either like find you or or uh, put you on. I think if, they would ban you. They could probably like if you run our test, he just beats the shit out of you in the stands. <laughs> either way, it's just it shows the Yankees fans who they are through and through, just pieces of shit. Sorry. <laughs> not all of them. Not all of them. I'll take it back a little bit. But y'all don't say that. I'll take it back a little bit. But come on, dude. They, every year, there's always videos of them just being fucking assholes. At least Tigers fans, when we... Oh, by the way, when the Yankees denied Miggy of even, like, the opportunity of getting a hit and just walked over I mean, potentially. That was, yeah, that's that's not why they did it, though. They didn't do it just so he couldn't hit their 3, 000, his 3,000 hit. They did it because they didn't want him to hit it. His game situation, that guy... They had first base open. And like I said, Miguel Cabrera's having a productive year. Yeah. Either way, afterwards when they walked him, the entire stadium of Comerica Park was chanting, Yankees suck. And you know what? I feel like that was kind of necessary. They yeah, that's fine. They didn't throw anything at anybody. They just booed the shit out of him and chanted, Yankees suck really fucking loud. I can respect that. They didn't assault anybody like the Yankees. So, I don't know. Step it up, Yankees. Be a little more classy, will you? Moving on to the White Sox, their outfielder Eloy Jimenez is out six to eight weeks with a hamstring issue injury. This is a big deal for them. This guy has been injured a lot. Yeah, but they got some. They still have a solid lineup. Yeah, they're not doing too well right now. They got to well, step it up. You know, dude, the first thirty games in baseball really don't even matter. Yeah, you say that. But here's a video of Jimenez uh, getting injured. I, I thought it was strange though. It's one of those videos where it's like. I'm not downplaying it by any means, but it's just, it's strange that when you see it happen, you're like, oh, that doesn't really look, what happened? I don't get it. So check this out. Also, uh, narrate it as you go. Uh, it's into the third baseman. Out. Okay. Ooh. Did he reach? Did he stretch for the base? Damn, that looks like it hurts. Clutching his back right leg. Or his the back of his right leg. My goodness. Yeah, man, it's Ooh. Look at all that muscle. On the ground of third, Louisa Rise. Oh wow. It doesn't look like he he didn't really stretch for anything though. He stretched with his left leg and then like kinda wobbled afterwards and fell and and grabbed his right hand. What'd they say the interest they said it was a hamstring injury? And some Hmm. people were saying, uh this is just like hearsay in the community. A lot of people are saying it's the bases are too big. That might have caused it. I don't know. It no. kind of looked like he just lost. The bases his have been the same for fucking a hundred years, haven't he's they? He's running in a straight line, and he. I'm not. I'm sorry if this sounds mean, but he's just running in a straight line. 
steps out of base, and then he just kind of wobbles, loses his balance, and falls, and he pulled his fucking hamstring. You gotta stretch. Fuck. I don't know. It's it's unfortunate. Unless that's just what they're saying, like pulled his hamstring, maybe. He dealt with uh, six to eight weeks for a hamstring. That actually sounds short. I mean, some hamstrings could be. Dude, I remember one time serious injury. We were playing ultimate frisbee up at Union Soccer Field, and I think Mm -hmm. I ripped both my hamstrings in half diving for. A frisbee, and I still had to go to school the next day. I mean, I could barely walk to my car, and I got out. I stretched them. Yeah, I don't know. I Uh, think the doctor said you ripped them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I didn't go to the doctor. I don't think they would say. (laughs) You know what, man? Your shit's all fucked up. You ripped it. (laughs) My name's Doctor Lipshits, and your shit's all fucked up. In other news, the Rays Kermeyer. Hits a walk-off home run against the Red Sox. Let's check this out. And without the benefit of a hit, here's the 3-1 pitch now to Kiermaier. Ooh, that's got to feel so good, dude. Wow, the Rays got... So, the Rays are a good baseball team, and you see the fan attendance they have. When two years ago, their stadium was empty. I love a good walk-off. And Kevin Kiermaier also has... The best arm in all of baseball for the outfield. And he will. So, go, sorry, go ahead. So, this is coming after a wild game where the Rays potentially had like a combined no hitter going into the 10th, or uh, no, the 10th inning? Yeah. They, it was going into the 10th. The Red Sox take the lead, and then at the bottom of the 10th, Kermeyer hits a walk off and wins it for him. And it just. Unbelievable. Anyways, go on. So there was a video. So Kiermaier player plays center field, I believe, and he will often, if there's a, apparently he thinks that he has, I don't know um, what you would call it. So if there's a ball coming between him and the left fielder, in his mind it's automatically his because he feels he has the best arm in the outfield and all of baseball. And there's a video of him robbing the left fielder just coming all the way into left field, literally stepping right in front of him and taking it and trying to make the throw. And he got upset at the left fielder for being in his way to not be able to properly make the throw. What the fuck? Kind so of that was like a douchebag. Kind of. But, I mean, he is right. He does have a really good arm. I'm just Probably the strongest arm since I'm Rick Ankiel. That's you. what he says. He says he's, like, the best fielder the best outfielder in baseball. That's his mindset. Dude, but I think you should also trust your fucking team a little bit. My God, they're professional athletes too. Like, they, it's not like they can't throw. Right. And also, I don't know. It sounds a little uh, arrogant to me, but he just hit a But, I mean, off. if you had, like, a outfielder who can really throw, like a good outfielder covers a lot of ground and can really throw, yeah, that's pretty rare. Like, he doesn't need to cut <laughs> like off. Like, Austin Jackson could cover every square inch of center field, but uh, his arm was not the strongest. Yeah. Like that's why the Tigers had something golden in Curtis Granderson. We got some NHL news for you right off the grip. Rest in peace, Guy LaFleur. Canadian's legend. He passed away at the age of 70. He was known as, uh, these are like his two nicknames, uh, the flower and Ugh. the blonde demon. I kind of like horrible the flower. Nicknames. I just think it's funny because it's hockey and they're, they all, you know, take pride in being tough and Sorry. 
uh, gritty, mean and gritty. He's the flower. But he's also known as the blonde demon. The winger played 14 seasons with Montreal, 1971 to 1985. Won five Stanley Cup championships with the Habs, including uh, he also won the Conn Smith Trophy as a playoff MVP. Conn Smythe. Conn Smythe, sorry. Thank you. In 1977, he was also the league's first player ever to produce six consecutive seasons with 50-plus goals and 100-plus points. Wow. And from 1974 to 1980, that's fucking unbelievable in hockey. Yeah, don't, I don't matter but I'll what tell you era what, either. If you, no, 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 no. If you put Ovechkin back then, Ovechkin now, dude, yeah. he's going to put up 150, 160 points easily. Yeah. He's going to go coast to coast, and he's going to – he's, he's – Goalies didn't know how to set, stop the top of the, the the shot to like the top shelf shot. It or was the all bottom ones. That's everything, everything shot everything on the ice. Yeah, and the goalies never even dropped down. Yeah, so the like, goalies were very poor. That's back that's then. what I'm saying. I know. Like I they're not it. they're not comparable. I guess that is worth like, noting. Dude, just put put Ovechkin in Gretzky's position. A player with <clears> all the offensive skill who could actually like throw his body around and sure. wouldn't mind being hit. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere Gretzky went, he had someone to protect him. Oh yeah. Which that's how it was back then. So did Sergei Fedorov. He had yeah. Probert. <laughs> and yeah. the legendary Probert. Another, uh, just a few other accolades for Lafleur include the three-time. He was a three-time Art Ross Trophy winner as the NHL's point leader, a two-time Hart Trophy winner as league MVP, and a three-time winner of the Lester B. Pearson Award, now known as the Ted Lindsay, as mo- most outstanding player according to the NHL Players Association. Ted Lindsay's former Red Wing. Yes, he is. Rest in peace to him as well. That uh, absolute legend. But this guy, uh, not only was he just an absolute talent of a player he seemed to be very well respected in the whole community i mean those awards especially uh the ted the lester b pearson award that's vote that's voted by the nhl players association you have to have respect from everybody i mean it seemed like this guy was just a great leader great person on and off the ice and just like a purebred hockey player, one of the greats, and they always—I feel like they always say that, that like this guy was the ho- one of the hockey's greats. But it does seem that like <clears throat> hockey did lose one of its greatest legends. You know, all we really know about them is on the ice, off the ice. He could have been a bad guy. Sure. But how do you th- how do you feel? I'm sure Lester B. Pearson is dead, but. Does it, is it not bitter to like be like, you know what? We used to name this award after you. You're just not cool You're enough. You're just not cool enough anymore. And this guy died recently, and he was also pretty good. How so they- we're going to call it the Ted Lee. Like, Lester B. Pearson's family is probably just like, the fuck? Like, what, what, what did... Uh, like, you know, to, to just rename it a trophy? Like, it's not called the Stanley Cup anymore. I imagine that, like that conversation at a dinner or something and they're just like yeah you know our grandpa lester he used to <laughs> used have to. a trophy named after him in the nhl oh that's cool it, it used to used to yeah it's the ted Lindsay trophy now but it used to be there and then they just go the we don't know why this conversation just always ends with uh yeah you know is what is what it is i mean well how they i really wish how'd they I'm gonna look into that for next episode. But how did they come up with that decision? Like, which award could we name after Ted Lindsay? I mean, <laughs> Lester's a shitty name for an award, though. 
Uh, who cares about But so is Ted, though. But it's like... Art Ross trophy, that you, sounds fancy. They had, I wonder if like they picked it based on what the trophy was, or they're just like, you know, Lester's kind of a, was a dickhead, so like, let's just give it to Ted Lindsay, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying he was, but <laughs> how the hell did they make that? It's just weird when you change award names. <laughs> In other news, the Panthers' Brandon Montour scores an overtime goal to extend their winning streak to 13 games. Also a franchise record. They defeated the Maple Leafs 3-2. to two. The Panthers going into the playoffs, which start next Monday, May 2nd. They are going in very strong. Probably like with the most momentum you could possibly have as a team. I mean, my God, you have your star players setting their career best and franchise records at the same time. You have players all over the ice on your team just shining, winning overtime goals. You're winning in clutch situations. You're on a 13-game winning streak. You're also in the same conference as uh, the most the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that's going to be, even though they're in the same conference, the Eastern, I think that's going to be, like, the real decider of the Stanley Cup. Wouldn't it be crazy if they lost in the first round? I wouldn't Absolute be surprised. insane. I wouldn't be That'd surprised. Be... I don't think it'd be that crazy, actually. Uh, the uh, Both of them. I think if Tampa Bay or Florida were knocked out, or even if both of them were knocked out, either way, either one of them not advancing to at least the second round would just be absolutely bonkers. It's cool that it's happening to Florida, the Florida Panthers. They, it's a long time they, coming. Long they're named after coming. an entire state. Yeah, Florida. And then it's Tampa weird. Bay is just like, just Tampa. Tampa Bay is like, no, 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 no. We're our own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not Fuck with that. Florida. We're not with Tampa. you. And then Florida's just like, we're all Florida. Dude, the battle for Florida, the hockey battle for Florida? Yeah. Are they, They're in the same conference? They're in the Eastern, yeah. It would be sweet if they could play in the Stanley Cup, but they can't. I, I, I the know battle for Florida. Yeah. The battle for America's penis. That's what they call Florida. They're both my favorites. Either one of like... It's. I think it's like the Lightning. Eh, I still think the Lightning are gonna. I think they might top the Panthers because they have Kucherov now and Stan so they probably up, meet in the second round. You think so? I don't know how they do that. Um, actually, I do have. Uh, oh wait, no, I don't. I thought I had the. Well, you got so many still, tabs. It's tough to keep track. There's a week left of hockey. I could just read out what the playoff picture looks like right now, but we'll fucking we'll know what it looks like in a week. It's the final week of hockey. Um, I kind of don't want to waste any time on a bunch of hearsay anymore. Same with like the fucking draft. Um, the NFL draft coming up this Thursday. I'm like, my God, how many times could we reference Mel Kuyper's fucking mock drafts? Like, Jesus Christ, did they ever really pan out? Like, is it? Anyways, I'm ranting, but. Either way, next week, uh, May 2nd. Oh, actually, uh, I guess on a side note, the Red Wings are getting their... They got their asses whooped by the fucking Penguins, 72. I'm fighting for my life! They're not looking good. I think is going to get fired. I kind of think he should get fired. Yeah. It's time to move on. Let's get someone else. That's it for our Detroit Red Wings and for uh, hockey news. Next week, playoffs... Gonna dive into that. That should be really exciting, especially. I mean, if it's anywhere near exciting as the NBA playoffs, I mean, should be in for a treat. That's all we got for hockey. Up next, we're gonna be talking about F1. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bad Sports. What's up? <laughs> we can cut this out. 
I, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to do that for like the intervals. All right, I, just smooth. don't don't go anywhere. Seems like that's like the third time. Uh, okay, well, I'm just I I'll change it up. You just be like, you know. Yeah, I liked I liked I'm just saying I liked like, I thought what we were doing when we went from topic to topic before I thought that was great. Okay, I can. T- I, I mean, can just maybe it say up. it, say it like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. Pick and choose. Stop. Don't go anywhere. Stop. Hey, don't fucking. Hey, move. don't go anywhere. Don't push that button. If you leave, you're gay. <laughs> Welcome back. We have the Emilia Romana Grand Prix that took place at Autodromo International. Enzo Edino Ferrari. I am butchering the fuck out of that name. <laughs> AKA Imola, which is in Italy. That is where the F1 Grand Prix took place today on a Sunday. It's also that uh, you heard the name Ferrari in there that this is the circuit that is like the home of Ferrari, the F1 team. It's named after their owner and founder. So this is like their I mean this is Italy's race, man. The crowd was nuts. But unfortunately there were some uh drama for probably, the F1 team. Probably a lot of oh, Italy lot hands of- going on. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. A lot of flares too. They have like these red flares that they. It's pretty cool, dude. Like I love hey, hearing the crowd. Come on. I like those little bells. You just hear like clink, 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 while they're just screaming. Monte, you jealous. A little bit of news before the race, though. Carlos Sainz, the number two driver, just signed a contract extension with Ferrari, which I found it, it goes through to 2024, so two years. I thought it was interesting because he fucked up and he beached himself in Australia last time out. And they're like, we'll sign you. <laughs> You're our guy. And I was like, oh, I mean, okay, that's a little weird. I think he needs to prove himself a little bit. He's We're still, all about low expectations. He's never had a win. He's been no. on the podium a lot, He's, which is a good accomplishment, but never had a win. And he still needs to find a win. He spun out at turn one in the race, lap one of the race. What? He spun out. He was out of the race. He did not finish. Carlos Sainz, who just signed a contract, did not finish the race, went out on the first lap. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo from McLaren (laughs) was on the inside of him. He kind of hit the chicane a little hard. The chicane pushed the momentum of his car to the right, and he bumped Carlo, and it just took him out. They both went onto the gravel, but Ricciardo was able to recover and get out. Carlos beached once again. I don't know what the stewards said of that. Uh, I don't recall Ricardo being uh, penalized, but Ferrari just unlucky. And the fir- uh, another incident in the first lap, M- Mick Schumacher went off. He had a little tussle with Fernando Alonso. Alonso's freaking the side of his car just like came off. There was just a hole in his car. Dang. So then they had to retire that. Mick Schumacher was back. Uh, was in the back of the grid after that incident and then he kept making mistakes and he ended up finishing in the back um let's just go through the finish real quick i didn't go through the so max verstappen won he took first sergio perez second red bull one and two that's mm, chef's kiss for them they got maximum <laughs> points they also had the sprint race this weekend which i'll talk about that in a little bit max won the sprint race won the actual race and had the fastest lap 
maximum points. He needs it because he DNF'd twice and he's behind on the champions board. Lando Norris for McLaren took third. That's huge for them. They had a slow start. George Russell in fourth, which best part about the whole race, in my opinion. I don't know. I think this is very interesting. Mercedes driver George Russell takes fourth. Let's scroll all the way down. Let me just... Scroll, scroll, scroll. Where scroll is it? Where all is the it? way down. Where is he at? Oh, oh, there it is. Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, is in 14th. Yeah, I, so I was able to watch, I think it was Q2 yeah. for this race. Yeah. It would have been, been yesterday. Yes. I was watching it uh, oh, at work. It's actually Friday. At about Q2, because they did a sprint race yesterday. Okay, yeah, then it was Friday. Yeah, sure. I was actually watching it, and I saw that he was way down in 14th, even... In Q2, wasn't he? It? He barely made it into Q2. Really? Because I think when I saw him in Q2, he was like 13th place. Now, I'm not going to kick him while he's down. I was just making fun Dude, of him. Kick but him when he's up. Kick him when he's down. I'm just, he's a seven time world champion. He, he's also Sir Lewis Hamilton. He's had a lot of praise. It's a but bit weird. You know what? I do think the car is rough for him and the porpoising is really bad. But my God, dude, look at this. Pierre Gasly ahead of him. Alex Albon. Who people think shouldn't even be in F1 ahead. He's ahead of Lewis in a fucking Williams, I'm beating you dude. and people don't even think I should be here anymore. Alex Albon is in a fucking Williams. So and now he's that beating Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but all the cars are the same now. Exactly. Well, it's kind of. Red Bull, you could say you could what say all comes that down Ferrari to Doesn't it all come down to your basically your engineers now figuring out how yeah, to make the car better? Yeah, and you could say Red Bull and McFerrari are ahead of the rest. How much are they allowed to spend on their car? Here's some other notable names that finished better than Lewis Hamilton. Yuki Tsunoda had a great finish at seventh. Sebastian Vettel, um, not that he's he's a very worthy driver. He had his great, like, a high finish of the year at eighth. That's huge. Aston Martin, double points. Sebastian in eighth. Lance in tenth. They Dang might be on the up and up. Kevin Magnussen was in ninth. Points. That was huge. Another person ahead of Lewis. Uh, George Russell, though. That's the benchmark right there. If George is in fourth, Lewis needs to get in the points. I mean, dude, Lance Stroll. Yeah, you're kind of, of Lewis, like, wasting points shit. if you have one. One. So, I think Lewis Hamilton is expected to be where Norris is, like he, in the standings. I think he's got the talent. I'm not even saying Lewis is. If you bad, can get two of your drivers in the top ten, so even the top five. I think Mercedes should expect. Two like double points every race. There's no reason why they shouldn't get that. The Mercedes fans, they they're probably really upset. But Lewis only was ahead of Joe Guan Yu, Nick Latifi, Mick Schumacher, and Daniel Ricciardo. And honestly, Daniel Ricciardo was in the back because he yeah, spun out, out, and he also pitted a bunch. McLaren put him on a pretty shitty strategy, if I do say so. They put him on the hards for some reason, and he was just a fucking tortoise in the back. Valtteri Bottas, though, let me give a shout out to him. That guy. Killing it in Alfa Romero. Finished fifth ahead of Charlotte Claire, who I will say, back to my notes. Uh, so some of the headlines. Uh, in the beginning of the race, George Russell and K-Mag had a great back and forth. Really good scrap. Imola's tough for that, too. Imola's usually pretty, like, very low overtakes. Not much action going on. But there was some pretty good action between Russell and K-Mag. Russell... Uh, finished on top getting ahead of him and then K-Mag just kind of fell back but Aspen Ocon received a five second time penalty for an unsafe release leaving the pit stop 
he uh, made slight contact with Lewis. You could say maybe that affected it too. I don't know. Uh, he was awarded five second pe- time penalty. Charles Leclerc was at one point in third place. He hit what's called a sausage curb. It's in one of the chicanes. It's called a sausage curb. It's like a, I think that's what it's called. Or like a, <coughs> they, uh, like it's one of the chicanes that uh, is like really bumpy, and he is one of the final turns. I think that's what it's called. I think I could be. think of a better name than that. Sure. Maybe I'm do, pulling a Charles <laughs> Barkley right now. But he hit the chicane too hard and just spun out into the barrier. Luckily, did not and ruin his car. I think he injured, damaged his front wing a little bit. But because of that little shunt, he fell back. He, I think he was just too eager going into, into the chicane. He was trying to catch up to Perez and get into deep D, uh, DRS, but it did not work out. Lando Norris... Gets ahead of him, takes the podium away. Charlotte Claire finishes sixth. Valtteri Bottas, freaking killing it in the Alfa Romero, which is a very midfield car. So the end of the race was very exciting. You had Bottas chasing down George Russell, which gave me flashbacks to last year in Imola, where George Russell, who's in, who was at Williams, was chasing down Bottas, who was in at Mercedes. And they both wiped out because Russell was trying to overtake him on a straight, and they've crashed. And then now this year you had it reversed, where Russell's in a Mercedes, Bottas is chasing him down, had the DRS. Russell defended his ass off, could not, Bottas could not overtake him. They finished fourth and fifth, and Max ended up winning. He also, uh, yeah, he won everything. He won the sprint race. I thought the sprint race was pretty fun. A lot of people. Um, the sprint race decides the qualifying or decides the race, the grid for the actual Grand Prix. And a lot of people think it's a waste of time. I do think it's a lot of wear for the cars and the teams. Like, I mean, God, if there's a crash in the sprint race, it's like, geez, that's. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but it is. Um, it's nice so to a, have two races. A I guess. sprint race is just point A to point B? Yeah, no pit stops. <laughs> it's like 20. 20, 30 laps. Oh, it's okay. You See, do get you get points too in the top eight, so that, that go to the the uh, championships. They I always just, thought a sprint race wasn't laps; it was just like one place. Yeah, to that's like it, I think in rally, no, that's like yeah. Sprint is like you go from here to here. Like, well, there's different types. So like, there's sprint cars, which is like the dirt racing ones yeah. with the big wings. Those are called sprint cars. Yeah. But then I know what you mean. I th- when right. I think of sprint, I do think of the straight line racing. That's what I think of sprint, but. Well, I don't this, really think a straight line, but you know. Well, you, I, I think that's what they call. It. No, is that straight drag, line? That's is drag. drag racing. Sorry, come on, my dude. Bad. Come on, man, get your fucking race and ride. Sprint sport. Anyways, I'm not perfect, damn. So yeah, this is a sprint race. No pit stops, and it decides, it determines the grid for the actual Grand Prix. Some people hate it. Some people think it's a waste of time. Uh, but marketing wise, it's another race. And I, you know, I kind of don't really have a. a solid opinion on it i'm just like you oh, know whatever i'll watch it but i i do like the regular traditional qualifying for the gp either i'm not opposed to that that's all we got for f1 i believe they're racing in miami next time out miami for the first time in the u.s that's the second gp in the u.s it's miami so i forgot who i was talking to um someone who i was just hanging out with recently but they have a buddy who has a timeshare in Las Vegas. Oh, sure. And the timeshare just happens to overlook the strip. No way. 
So they're thinking about getting it for the race that's in Las Vegas in 2023. I'm like, man, if that happens, I'm like, I'll be there. Hell yeah. Who was it that I was fucking talking? Oh, yesterday when I was golfing, my friend Aaron. He was he had a, he actually had a ticket for the Miami F1. He's a huge F1 fan. Nice. He had a ticket. He went to the Indianapolis 500, which I know is not F1. No, but it's a, a legendary race. Um, and he goes, Iconic. he's been to uh, fucking Talladega and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, generally just a race nut. But he had, he had to sell the ticket when he realized he had a baby on the way. And, yeah, those are know. not easy tickets to get either, no. man. Miami sold out pretty fucking quick. Yeah, he had a ticket for it. I think that's why they're opening up Las Vegas, because they know that the demand is absolutely there. What do you mean opening up Las Vegas? There's, I mean, they're opening the uh, Las Vegas GP now. Like they're oh, okay. For, uh, I think it's next year or the year after. 2023. They, they know that there's a demand. So, yeah, maybe there's more to come. But this was this was a very exciting race. Usually, Imola is pretty tough for overtakes. There's not that much action. But today, there definitely was. Um, also, qualifying for this sprint race, I guess I will add, was wild. ton of red flags. Uh, at one point, Alex Albon's fucking car, like, exploded. Uh, luckily, he was fine. Watch your profanity. And uh, still, like I'm saying, I keep emphasizing the Williams. They're not the best car, man. I mean, Latifi's in 16th. And the fact that Alex Albon placed ahead of Lewis, ahead of a Mercedes, my God, what is going on? I just think that is one of the bigger stories of the race, even though Alex did not get points. The fact that Lance Stroll did, it's just really crazy. This year has been very unpredictable. Very excited for Miami. And, yeah, that's all I got for F1. Sweet. Up next, we're going to talk about some boxing. So Tyson Fury KO'd Dylan White in the sixth round at uh, Wembley Wembley Stadium. Stadium. Wembley Stadium. Tyson Fury can sell out any... Probably any arena or stadium. I believe over it. there. Let's watch. He's it. like a god over there. Yeah, Go full screen. I'm buffing. I'm buffering. Okay. Damn. Huge right uppercut. Furious. It's cool that he's considered a professional athlete with how much he jiggles when he moves. But, dude, I'll guarantee you he runs a faster mile than I do. He just opens him up with that jab and then, wow! It looked like it barely even hit him. I did not think this guy was going to last at all. I did not. Th- I didn't think it was going to be even worth purchasing or watching. I just, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it, but... I knew Tyson Fury was going to roll him. He, yeah, he got up to try and uh, get back into the fight and he ended up just falling over. Yeah, man. Um, Stumbled into the ropes right here. (laughs) And the ref's just like, no, absolutely not. Fighting over there is even bigger, just as big, if not even bigger over there. Um, You mean the UK? So, yeah, Patty Pemblett in the UFC. Like, before he got signed to the UFC, he had sold out the O2 Arena like four or five times. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, you can... That's the thing with sports. Like, you can just... And really in any entertainment uh, industry, if you just, like, if you have such a strong 
a fan base in a certain location like it doesn't even really matter like if you could be wildly famous in even like a, a single state in the u.s like a was a joe coy that comedian i guess he's like massively famous massively in famous yeah hawaii in definitely hawaii, like just at, like he sold out well, more, he sold out he sold more tickets than you two in hawaii dude he's sold out madison square garden five times in a row Joe Coy? Yeah. Damn, he's... Did yeah, five he's, shows Madison Square Garden all sold him. out. God damn it, dude. Holy shit. The amount of money... Goes to the Philippines, made. I think, too. Oh, sure. And yeah, that's all we got for boxing. I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. The, you know, the first comedian was to sell out Madison Square Garden? Fucking Andrew Dice Clay. No shit. Yeah. Not surprised. Not mm -hmm. surprised. He was the first one to do worst where comedians realized were like... Because comedians had never sold out... A place like Madison Square Garden before, no. and then I think he sold it out twice. It was just like on a whim to, wow, to have a show there, and then it, they never expected it to sell out, but it did twice. And yeah, that was, and you know that was history. Yeah, <laughs> just like such as <laughs> such as live comedy. I love it. I'm happy. I I don't know much about Dice Clay, but I. I appreciate the history of comics. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay is actually just a character. Like the Dice Man is just a character that's not. Yeah. He didn't. He never Kinda used like to do com comedy like that. And then he realized he was guy. only funny yeah. as Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy. Same mm. thing. Yeah. Well, Andrew Dice Clay actually talks. You know, he doesn't put on an accent, whereas <laughs> yeah. Larry the Cable Guy it's does. It's still a character, though. It, yeah, it's still a character. But yeah. still funny. I'm not even knocking no, Larry not, the Cable Guy. I think. No, you can't knock Larry the Cable Guy, dude. He's a legend. Yeah, I think And when you realize that it's a character, it honestly makes it even more funny to me. It does, yeah. Uh, moving on to our final segment, which is the bad sports moment of the week, which is... A brawl between the Portland Sea Dogs and the uh, the Binghamton Rumble Binghamton Ponies. Binghamton Rumble Ponies, still better than the Guardians. Still Commanders. better name than the Guardians. Dude, definitely. There's wear the there's Rumble Rumble teams in like Double A that like you have, um, the Shuckers. Better name than the Guardians. Um, I'd I'd be a Shucker. Yeah, for like shucking clams. Even the Sea Dogs. It's bro. somewhere in Connecticut, I think. Portland Sea Dogs. That'd be that would have been a dope pocket. Erie Sea Wolves. Like the the Seattle what is Sea Dogs. This, what is Dude, a sea Seattle wolf? Sea Dogs. That would have been sick for the. I would have liked that. A sea dog is a seal, right? Yeah, Seattle Sea Dogs. That would have been sick. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting distracted. So there was a. It's all right. It's what it's for. Uh, this is a double A minor league baseball game. Uh, the Sea Dogs from Portland. They are the Red Sox affiliate. And no seas in Portland actually. Binghamton. Rumble Ponies are the Mets affiliate, and the Ponies actually lost five to twelve. The Sea Dogs prevailed, but in the midst of the game, a brawl broke out, and this is what we got. And the one-two inside, and that hits Reed on the hand. Ooh, I mean, that looked like a total accident. And now, oh damn! Right in front of the mound. Big right straight. Punches are being oh, dude, there's just a. They, they're all, are they all attacking that one guy? To the right of the mound, and here come the dugouts. Dude, baseball fights are cool because there's like half people that are just about it, and then the other half are trying to like restrain oh the other two, goodness, the other half. Still going at it. If I was a catcher, I'd just put on all my gear and just yeah. go out swinging. 
to start to swing for the fences. So the ponies are the ones that who's uh, Ooh, what's happened to that guy? Whose pitcher struck one of the the sea dogs batters, and uh, when the guy was walking to the base, he like charged the pitcher, charged the mound, and then just wrecked him with a fucking right hook. And then let me, I gotta rewind that dude because that was a right straight. But, you know. So this number fifty three was going to base, and then he kind of like he walks that, up. That, that number thirty seven oh, him. It's a different guy. Number thirty seven is the one that hit him. Yeah, but he like touched the pitcher for. Look at that, they're kicking him. So this batter runs up, kind of like pushes the pitcher down like a little bit. He didn't like hit him or anything. He just kind of like pushed him and then backed off. And then the pitcher just got up, tackled him. And now that batter, number 53, is but surrounded by a bunch of guys just kicking him with the pitcher on top of him, duking it out. Who's the guy, number 37, that actually hit the pitcher? He wasn't the guy who got hit with the ball. Yeah, he got hit. No, go back. Look. Started over. Oh yeah, you did. He did get hit. Never mind. Yeah, Why did fuck? I think fifty four? I saw fifty four, and I was like, he gets hit by the hand. He goes, and then I, he's the pitcher's pissed about it. But, but who's fifty three? And the pitcher, fifty three was walking. 53? He was walking to home. Oh, bases were loaded. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if they were loaded, but there's one on second and third. Well, if he was, was walking, walking home, then the bases were loaded. Well, oh, you know what? You're right. Be right then. Uh. No, no, actually, um. They were loaded. They yes. were loaded. Okay. Yeah. So he was going home, and then he like touched the pitcher for a second. Pitcher tackles him, and then like the rest of the teammates come out and start kicking that dude on the ground. Let's watch it one more time. Tell you what, this female commentator really turns me off of baseball. And now we have a fight in front of the mound. Dugouts are clearing. So thirty-seven Damn, gets jumped by the catcher. He jumps on his back. And like tries to choke him out a little bit. Whole team's like in that scrum. This poor dude, number fifty three, is surrounded by Portland Rumble ponies getting his ass up. The management's trying to pull the guys off, but that pitcher's just on top of him. Dang, still going, dude. They're still going. Oh, and then only he's one injured. guy on the ground. Oh, he's being six he's being dramatic. Uh, Shut up. Uh, I shouldn't have gone to that oh. fight. Oh. At the bottom of the pile, just like <laughs> I just like I have no sympathy, dude. You got into that. You kind of chose that My fucking knee. fight. Oh, that trainer is just thinking like, oh, you're hurt. Oh, wow, what a fucking shocker. Wow. That's our bad sports moment of the week. That's that all we got, man. That's a good one. Much better than the little league, the little league one I found. Little well, that sucks. Next one was the one that wasn't actually our bad sports it's, moment. Though. I think it was. No, it wasn't. We declared it that at first, but then we changed it to uh, uh, Malkin's fucking. Oh yeah. Malkin knocked the. What was he? He hit that dude's teeth out with the fucking yeah. stick. Fucking checked him. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. Anyways. Thank you so much for joining us. If you stuck out this far, um, we love you. Write into us. Go to our Patreon page. It's five bucks. You can write into us. Send us articles, whatever. We will acknowledge it on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We hope you have a great week. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys uh, Friday. Oh, actually, no. We'll release the episodes on Thursday now. Oh, we do? Yeah, I edit them. Thursday 
early afternoon, and then I put them out that night. So the episodes will be coming out Thursday, late afternoon. Now. You know what? If you want to for sure make sure it's there, just check on Saturday. Sure. And it'll for sure be there by then. <laughs> or Friday. It'll for sure be there Friday. <laughs> but we re- we will release episodes Monday and Thursday now. Okay. Yeah. News to me, but I oh, guess bullshit, it doesn't, doesn't change anything. <laughs> doesn't change anything. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, we'll see you Thursday. Goodbye. See ya.